The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob. Eight ways to be great with money. Now, every winner was once a beginner and every master was once a disaster. You've heard me say that many times. I think Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn might have given me those great quotes. So money isn't something that you're born being able to make. It's not something that's beyond your reach. It's a strategy, a tactic, a system, a behavior uh, that you can model. And I was terrible with money, probably 2005 and earlier, purely because I'd never been taught how to be good with money. Um, And, you know, you're not likely to make more money or at least hold and grow more money until you learn to manage better what you already make. So I've got eight ways that are simple strategies and tactics to help you be great with money, to grow your wealth to create income, sometimes recurring, maybe even semi-passive. So the first one is to invest in or create assets that produce recurring income. Now, there's nothing wrong with exchanging time for money. There's quite a few people that say, oh, well, you know, exchanging time for money is for losers. Well, I get paid £10,000 for a 60-minute speech and I'll continue to exchange 60 minutes for £10,000. And then, you know, as I get more well-known or have a greater impact or, um, you know, maybe have a larger following, I might get paid £50,000 for 60 minutes or £100,000 for 60 minutes. I know people who get paid £2 million for 60 minutes. And is that person who's getting paid £2 million for a 60-minute speech going, oh, exchanging time for money is for losers? I don't think so. So there's nothing wrong with exchanging time for money as long as you're not exchanging time for £8 an hour, £15 an hour, £25 an hour, £50 an hour. It's got to be a really good hourly rate. Now, when it comes to charging out you and your time, Because I do. My mentoring is £40,000 a year to be mentored personally with me. I feel that that's fair exchange. So do my clients. Many of my clients are getting great results. I feel it's, you know, the fair exchange sweet spot price. Um, But, you know, when I do that, I realise that I'm the asset. So you either create yourself as the asset because you've got a great social media presence and following. You've got a great brand and reputation. You've got amazing knowledge and skills like you can invest in property or you can deliver training, education, mentorship, masterminds, etc. Or, which is traditionally the more favoured for entrepreneurs, is to create assets that produce recurring income that aren't reliant on you. That could be a franchise. That could be a property investment. That could be that you've written a book or you've got a podcast or YouTube channel that generates ad revenue. I think I've done a previous money podcast um, discussing all the different types of assets. I think there's about 14 different ones that I've been able to um, figure out in my research. So like I said, franchises, IP, books, audiobooks, licenses, um, trademarks, properties and there's various different types of properties add revenue from your um, premium features or your videos or your content premium features on 
um, social media such as supporters, stars, etc. These are all assets that can create recurring, residual or passive income. So recurring and residual is where they repeat. So they might happen every week or every month. Um, now, with stars, for example, that's not necessarily recurring because I have to do, um, you know, some kind of shout out for your business, your brand, your product on my um, Facebook Live. Or I might have to offer 15 minute one to one calls. I might have to do a specific raise to generate some stars. I've actually generated 1.2 million stars in seven months, which is interesting. If only they were worth a pound each or 10 pound each, but they're a bit less than that. Um, but I have to keep doing that. So that is an exchange of time for the money. Whereas a book, that's an, an asset that uh, I am um, life leverage I wrote four and a half years ago. That's my best selling book. I still sell, um, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of copies a week across the world, for example. Um, so make sure you think about not just exchanging your time for 10, 15, 20 dollars an hour, but you're increasing your own asset value through knowledge and experience, through reputation um, you know, and through yourself as an asset, your personal brand. This is one of the reasons why I do so much content on building your personal brand while, some, while I'm such a, a massive advocate of personal brand because you're building yourself as the asset. But the only one downside of building yourself as the asset is if you get ill or if you get a bit demotivated or you want to do something else or there's a legal or reputational issue around you, then what have you got left? Um, Matt has kindly said that um, Life Leverage changed his life. So thank you, Matt, for that. So this is why I've written Life Leverage. Start now, get perfect later. Money, I'm worth more. Why well, I have my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, and money. And I have my training business, Progressive Success and Progressive Property. And I have my letting agency and I have my property portfolio and I have my multi-lets and I have my commercial conversions and I have the stars and the supporters. What I'm doing is I'm creating multiple assets to protect myself against the risk of me. Because the risk of me is if I get fired, made redundant, um, want to change direction, because that is definitely a risk of me. I do that a lot. Anyway, we're still on number one. So I better move on to number two of eight ways to be great with money. And that is to know your IGTs and focus on them. So your IGTs are income generating tasks. Now, a lot of people get really overwhelmed with all the things they've got to do as a start or scale up entrepreneur. And by the way, that doesn't go away. That just gets to a higher level. I still get overwhelmed. Um, and then what they're trying to do is work out, OK, what should I do and in what order? But they're often not very good at prioritizing. If you've ever heard yourself say, oh, well, you know what? Everything is urgent. Everything is important. I need to do everything. Um, you know, I can't drop anything. I don't want to miss out on anything. Then what you've not worked out is um, your priorities and your income generating tasks. So um, there's different ways to prioritize tasks. One of them is via key result areas. Uh, and one of them in this instance is through income generating tasks. That's all explained in my book, Money, by the way. So income generating tasks are the tasks that generate income. Um, but no two tasks are equal. This is really important to know. People sort of think, oh, that's urgent, that's urgent, that's urgent, that's urgent. But in reality, no two tasks have the same value, whether it's a time value or a revenue value or some other value. So one task might make you 500 pounds in the hour. One task might make you five pounds in the hour. One task might make you 500 pounds in the hour later. One task might make you 100 pounds in the hour today. So you've got to work out what your income generating tasks are. So for me, it might be um, you know, leading the strategy and the vision of my companies. It might be making sure that um, you know, my staff via my MD 
are um, motivated and inspired. It might be building a global sales team. It might be building my personal brand. It might be launching a new product or service. All of these for me are um, seven or even eight figure sometimes income generating tasks. Not in the hour, of course, but you know, in the year or, um, or, or a, a longer, um, more strategic uh, value of time. Okay, it's really important to also know what your non-income generating tasks are. Some things can seem urgent because everyone else is making them urgent or you're like, oh, I've been putting this off for ages. But in fact, that's a $10 an hour task that could be outsourced to an outsourcer. Or it's something that you're not very good at and you've been procrastinating on and it's been overwhelming you and you've been putting it off and putting it off and actually doing it will take you ages um, and cost you a lot of time and take you away from income generating tasks. Okay, the third way to be great with money is to manage your money emotions. Now, for me, this has probably been my biggest challenge around money because I think when we're all in logic mode or we're non-triggered or we're centered or we're clear in our vision and mission, I think it's easy to manage your emotions. When things are going well, it's easy to manage your emotions. But you know if you feel um, criticized, hated on, lonely, lost, overwhelmed, not good enough, comparing yourself to others, all of these feelings, what they do is they end up eroding your wealth because you spend money to get rid of them. So, you know, you might spend money on um, holidays or items, you know, uh, material items to alleviate your pain, or you might have to spend on staff and outsourcers um, and agencies because you're in total chaos in your business or you know you've not your product launch has gone really badly so you chuck a load of money at ads but you didn't test them properly and um, or you're so overwhelmed you can't do proper research and analysis um, you know of the strategies and tactics that you should be empl- employing properly so um, I think it's really important to make your happiness exclusive of money um, rewards are great but try not to overly um, anchor and condition yourself with financial rewards Um, And if you can be happy or content or have that sense of progress and value without money, you don't need money to make you feel that way. Now, generally, people will spend their money on their values and voids. So let's say, for example, you know, you wanted to look beautiful. You know, that was a a thing that was really important to you. You might spend um, all sorts of money you don't necessarily have on creams and lotions and potions. Um, If you wanted to look good, you know, I spend a lot of money on clothes. It doesn't make me look any better. Um, Someone said these McQueen shirts look like I've got a backpack on, which is not the look I'm going for. Um, But if you can delay your gratification, if you can find, manage those emotions and feel those good feelings exclusive of money, then you will manage money better and you will be great with money. Okay, the fourth thing then is to know exactly how much you spend and you save and you invest and you offset against tax and you lose that you can write off against tax and, you know, fixed and variable overhead costs. So you cannot master what you do not measure. You cannot master what you do not measure. So if you don't know exactly your spend every month, your budget, where you are spending, saving, investing your money. In business, we call these key performance indicators. If you don't have management accounts in your, I'm gobsmacked how many businesses, you know, their turnover is hundreds of thousands or millions of pounds and they don't even have management accounts. We have management accounts every single month, seven to 10 days after month end, and it's vital. You cannot master what you do not measure. And all the answers to the cost saving, the growth, the health, the profitability of your business are hidden in plain sight in your management accounts, in your numbers. You have to do that personally and you have to do that 
um, for your company as well if you want to be great with money and grow your wealth. The fifth way to be great with money is to know your ales, A-L-E, asset, liability and essential. So an asset is something that you invest in that creates residual or recurring income passive or semi-passive, long after you have spent the time creating it, building it, or investing in it. A liability is something that goes down in value over time. An asset should be something that goes up in value over time. A liability will cost you money every month. An asset will make you every money every month. And then an essential is, you know, it's um, subsistence. It's um, you know, what you need for basic survival. Now, a lot of people have got all their potions and lotions, um, you know, and, and um, the things that they subscribe to as essential items and they're not. The, you know, the difference between need to have and want to have, you've got to know the difference. So do you know the difference between an asset, a liability and an essential? Let me remind you, an asset produces income and goes up in value. A liability drains and costs income and goes down in value. And an essential is what you need to survive. Okay, the sixth um, way to be great with money um, is to create your money buckets and actually manage your money flow properly. So I did the money bucketing system that I have in um, my book Money. So if you want to go and check that out, you can. But you have the save and never touch account, which is the SANT. You have your savings account, which you will end up touching at some point. You have your living expenses, your investment pot, your speculation pot. So are you at the first of every month paying yourself first and moving or when immediately when you get paid, um, moving your money into your save and never touch, um, your saving, your investment and your speculation buckets. And then what's left you live on because most people are not doing that. Most people are paying themselves last. Uh, and they're spending everything and then they've got nothing left to put into the save and never touch, um, general savings, investment, speculation. There's other buckets as well. There's two other buckets and that's all explained in the money book. The seventh way to be great with money is to have a love affair with money, which means that you believe that money is uh, and can be used for good. Um, you have a good relationship with money. Um, it, it is your servant rather than you being a slave to it. It augments your life rather than you relying on it. You're happy exclusive of money and money just helps you have more of what makes you happy. You're free without money and money just helps uh, you know, makes that freedom better. That's really, really important that you have this love affair with money. You realise that it isn't a bad thing. You know, greed and power aren't associated with money. Greed and power are associated with people. And for every greedy, powerful billionaire, there's probably a philanthropist giving it all away. Money tends to only make you more of who you already are. Money doesn't tend to change you. It tends to just make you more of who you already are. So are you being a good person and using money to um, fuel and exaggerate. I think the money tends to exaggerate your traits. If you're a gambler, money will exaggerate that trait. If you're a philanthropist, money will exaggerate that trait. It's possible to have a love affair with money. I saw, I think it was the Dalai Lama um, had a Patek Philippe pocket watch. And I think uh, those are like millions of pounds. Um, very spiritual, very focused on serving others. Still had a, um, you know, multi-million pound Patek Philippe pocket watch. All right. And then eight, um, how to be great with money. Eight ways. And I'll do a little summary in a moment. Is preserving and protecting capital at all costs and spending income. So capital is lumps of cash. 
Um, and my business partner told me, preserve capital at all costs. So you invest it, you save it, you put it in ISAs, you put it into property, you use it to build companies, assets, and that capital is preserved. It doesn't get eroded. If you buy a liability, you put that capital into a car, there's 100 grand and it goes down to 30 grand in three or four years. So you are eroding capital. So this capital should be invested in assets that produce income and then you spend the income. And then what you spend the income on is free. So for example, if I, um, let's say I wanted a Mercedes car and it was 300 pounds a month on, a, on some kind of lease. Um, if I could buy two buy-to-lets with capital and they paid net 150 pounds a month each, in income and then I use that net income to pay the lease on the Mercedes. The Mercedes is free and the capital is preserved in the properties which will probably go up in value. Whereas if I take what might be £50,000 to buy that Mercedes, that Mercedes is going to be worth £20,000 or something like that in three years. So you know I erode capital. So preserve and protect, protect capital at all costs and only spend income where possible. Okay great so ho hopefully you found that useful. If you did please share this around. I think um, a lot of people don't really know how to manage money, even if they're making good money. And a lot of people are in debt because they're not managing well what they're already getting. And they feel like they haven't got much money, but they've got good earning capacity. They just haven't got good money management capacity. Um, and as you know, my personal vision and mission is to help as many people on this planet get a better financial education. So if you thought this was useful, please do share it on your social media. This will go on my money podcast. I don't know if you know, I have two podcasts. Most people only know me for the disruptive entrepreneur, but I also have a podcast called Money. And this is where my money content exclusively goes. So summary then is how to be great with money eight ways. Number one, invest in or create assets that produce recurring income. That could be you as an asset or a physical asset such as intellectual property, property, um, you know, some kind of trademark or copyright or, in, or uh, invention or license or franchise or um, book or podcast or YouTube channel that creates ad revenue or social media platform that has different premium features. The second one is to know your income generating tasks and know that no two tasks are equal and you focus on your highest income generating tasks down in order. The third one is to manage your money emotions. So if you're using money to feel better um, then you know, and using money to alleviate your pain, then that is not managing your money emotions. You make yourself feel better and money only augments your already um, you know, well-balanced emotions. So you know, delaying gratification is good money emotional management. Being happy exclusive of money is good money emotional management. You know, um, retail therapy, um, and, you know, getting all these sort of um, things done to your face or your body um, to try and feel better um, or giving a lot of your money away to try and alleviate your own guilt. That is not good um, em emotional money management. Next one is to know exactly how much you spend, save and invest and track your KPIs personally and in your business. You must track your net worth. You cannot master what you do not measure. The next one is know your ales which is your assets, liabilities, and essentials. The next one is to create your money bucketing system and manage your money in a system, which are all covered in the book Money. Uh, uh, the next one is to have a love affair with money, which Thomas said he loves that phrase, having a love affair with money, good beliefs and a good relationship with money and knowing the good that it can do. Um, and then finally is to preserve and protect capital at all costs, only spend income and don't do the opposite of preserving capital, which is eroding capital. 
So thanks for tuning in to this money podcast episode and live stream. Like I said, please share it if you think other people can um, benefit from this. I think if we all get better at managing money, we're all going to make a lot more money. So um, everyone, our staff, our customers, our um, friends, our network, our mentors, if, if, we, if we all get better at managing money, there's going to be a lot more to go around. And thanks for tuning in because you are awesome. Start now, get perfect later. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.